Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> Happy Thursday, my dudes and my dudeettes. Uh, uh, you're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, in your bedroom, if you want it. Not really. That's not. That's not an option. Whoa there, but, buddy. Uh, Doug, how you doing, my guy? What's uh, What's going on, Chief? I'm excited. I'm getting big postseason vibes. You got the biggest series in the of the year for Major League Baseball. The two best teams in the sport are facing off. It is going to be a big night at Dodger Stadium. I've got goosebumps. I got chills. I mean, got the MVP race could be on the line. The balance of the NL is on the line too. So lots to play for tonight. Yeah, so we have our Dodgers Braves mega series preview with with your boys. Going to lock it down. There we we got to talk about what's uh what's gone on in the uh for the Dodgers the last couple of days. Of course they 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 do a sweep. What do we learn from uh from sweeping the snakes and all that kind of stuff? The Angels sold off and the Dodgers were they in the, the hunt for any of those guys? We'll, we'll talk more about that. No, no, they're not. Plus more. Yeah, we got other things. September call-ups, uh, all that all that kind of fun. So, you know, these shows goes. Thing, things kind of happen. Uh, before we get into it, I got to remind you, I got to beg you, please. Well, I'm not going to beg you, but I'm going to ask you that if you would like to win a Mookie Betts jersey, we're giving one away when we hit 70,000 subscribers. So if you're watching this and you're not subscribed, go subscribe. It doesn't hurt you. Like, literally, we do not bite. 
just subscribe, get us a 70K, and uh, we're going to give some uh, lucky random subscriber that jersey. Um, and then after that, who knows what comes up next? We might give you Doug when we hit 75,000 subscribers. I don't know if that's a thing we can do. I don't. I think that might be human trafficking. I'm not sure. So I'm not going to do that after all, but we are going to talk about your Dodgers Um by the way, jump into the comments. We got DJ producer Noel on the board today. We got to talk about that Dodger sweep. Um, they take down the snakes. They they look pretty good doing it, as you'd expect. Kershaw gets uh, he gets through five innings after his delayed start or whatever it is, uh, or the rain delay where he kind of gets screwed over. We saw some Pepio in your Stepio. You saw a little bit of Ryan Yarbrough. What did you learn from that series, Doug? The number one thing I take away, as you mentioned right at the end, is Ryan Pepio, he looks like the real deal. He looks like a guy that's earning a spot in the postseason mix in some capacity. I think the way you look at him out there on the mound, a 1-2-9 ERA and 14 innings of work, 14 strikeouts and two walks. That's the most impressive thing to me. That is what opens my eyes the widest is that he has a 3.8 walk rate. I mean, that is something that he struggled with in his cup of coffee last year when he made his debut is he just did not command the fastball well enough. Also, the way he's using that slider. Last year, they were beating up on that slider. Opponents were hitting 300 off that slide piece. This year, it's been a very successful pitch. But that changeup, like I said, when we talked to him in the first place, that changeup is nastier than a gas station bathroom. <laughs> and he's showing that. And it's for real this time. I really mean that. If you look at that changeup, he threw it 31 times. He generated 18 swings on it. Nine were whiffs and were called strikes at 29% for the game. The D-backs were one for nine on that changeup. So one, you're looking at a pitch that is a potential a lead pitch you combine that with fastball command and a slider to keep opponents off balance I think this is a guy that is going to be a factor for this Dodgers bullpen or maybe a piggyback situation so very impressed with Ryan Pepio so far kind of want to see him do it against some better competition and continue to face offenses that are going to be able to game plan for him but yeah very impressed like you said a lot of a lot of Pepio in his stepio <laughs> of late I'm really really excited for the guy could not be more happy yeah he uh he got a fine reward. He immediately gets optioned back down to AAA. Yeah. The Dodgers welcome back Shelby Miller. That's a massive addition to this bullpen, by the way, because they've been without Shelby for the greater part of the last, what, two, three months? Three months, I think it is. And uh, when you're able to have a Shelby Miller instead of a Brian Hudson or a Shelby Miller instead of a Tyler Miller, you're in a better spot as a bullpen with the um, with the postseason coming up. So you're in a good spot there. You're, you're, you're feeling... Um, you're feeling the health start to uh, kind of creep up in a good way as you as you get towards uh, October. Yeah, for Shelby Miller, I think the hope is that he comes back fresh and ready to go. That neck injury it was a little weird. He said he was feeling numb at times, and the good thing, it's not like it was something to his arm, right? So I think if he comes in and he just you plug him back in, he's up to speed, and he can help this team in the postseason, I think that you're going to have a little bit of a competition when you look at that bullpen and guys who are going to produce. So Shelby Miller is someone who has had success this season. I wouldn't say he's a lock 100% based on how he finishes the year, but sure. I still think he's going to have to show out and prove something for me over the last month of the season to really say, okay, he's a guy I trust to give the ball because let's not forget, this was a reclamation project. This was one of your buy low type candidates that you wanted to fix. And so far, so good. They definitely have gotten some good production from him, but it's not like he's reached those Evan Phillips-like levels yeah. where he's guaranteed a spot. Yeah, you don't expect him to, to pitch in the, the eighth inning, the ninth inning. He's that guy who you want to see in a, in a ball game Again, over your Brian Hudson types. You don't you if you needed guy in the in the fifth inning to to put out a fire, maybe you throw to him, or you need uh, you some filler innings 
in the sixth or seventh or whatever it is. He's he's that guy, and I think that's you know that's a huge part um, or a huge um, huge piece in this bullpen. And we've we've seen this team have lesser of those back end or really I guess you can call them front end, the middle reliever guys. Yeah. They haven't had the the strongest um, the strongest showing from from those type of dudes in the past do they have just that that little bit of higher pedigree shelby miller's been through a lot in his career as well so you're in a good spot with that addition coming along with Bruzdar phillips ryan brazier has been exceptional since coming here another reclamation project so it's a good time for for this guy to come back and hey at some point joe kelly uh will be in there and you know he's that's gonna the be big one. right that's the right, big at, the, one. right yeah. at the top of the pack uh when it comes to uh big innings in october Another guy, we talked a little bit about him on Monday, if memory serves me correct. I don't know. Time has no meaning. Max <laughs> Muncy, he's he's continuing a tear. He's had himself a hell of a series, over batting over 200 now. Uh, you have to feel pretty good about Mad Max. Absolutely, and the same thing goes for him. And, yes, he has had a bounce back here. We've already talked about that. But for me, the most important thing now is do you have that positive momentum heading into the postseason? Have him feeling good at the plate. And I think for him, it's hitting to all fields. You saw the curveball. He hit those outside of the zone, going to left field, using all fields. And he's one of the most dangerous hitters in the game. I know he takes a bad rap. For some reason, Max Muncy is one of the most underappreciated, disrespected Dodgers because people are saying, batting average this, batting average that. He's hitting two. 208 he can't be good look he has a 124 weighted runs created plus and he has 31 home runs you know how many teams would want that kind of production there's 29 other teams in major league baseball that would be lining up around the block to get max muncie services like i always say he is one of the glue guys he takes this offense to a whole other level he raises their ceiling so could not be happier happier for the guy just from a personal level based on what he's been through and the reality is when max muncie is healthy you're pretty much guaranteed 30 plus home runs and someone who's going to be dangerous he's had a lot of postseason success and it's good to see him have eight straight games with an extra base hit so the slug is up you know what i always say if you want the dub you got a slug it. he's gonna do it <laughs> he did it <laughs> no but if you want the dub you gotta what mitigate the slug you got to mitigate the slug and that one was actually for uh for julio on monday uh, uh let's 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 get into a few of the comments first before we move on to the angel stuff uh you got your comments open over there my guy all right unmute yourself and let's what's uh, going on guys let's Love hear you. from the legend yes, then we come yes, young lotto young yes, lotto one of easy. your fine hosts of the lakers 24 yes, podcast yeah yeah, yeah you sound, sound beautiful right. man first off craig osterberg a returner a friend legend. of the show he said tomorrow is september who do you think they should be called up do we want to blow our load there? Because we're going to talk about okay, that to okay, end okay, the show. Okay, okay. But, Craig, we'll get back to you. So you're going to have to stay here for the entire show. Colton Wong, no. Mr. Zach came in and said a strong chance that the Dodgers can come within a couple games or Tyler Braves this weekend for the best record in the NL and in all of the MLB. Anthony Cortez also said this four-game series is going to be a sneak peek of what to expect in the NLCS. Area 22 said, what up, DMAC, a.k.a. Will Smith out of uni. Let's go, Dodgers. Boom. Boom. I will say... <laughs> surprisingly this will smith is funnier than the the original <laughs> yeah just saying hey just saying that commercial was pretty good though that was solid yeah. but that was i mean that was mostly yeah. the writing of of uh our boy uh promoted producer our boy eric. eric yeah look yeah. hey it's nothing funny about facing will smith at the plate i'll tell you that much he's uh one of the better hitting catchers in the league you but uh you face them i'm always <laughs> extra nice the day before i go to the stadium hey, never, as a I've press never seen guy doug and will smith in the same building right? no one's ever right? seen that well no is a picture of us during 
during uh, spring training. This so is, this is fair. I was there. But yeah, we got to, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with September calls. And we'll get into that because look, I mean, the reality is it's not too big of a decision, but it, yeah, it's, t- we'll it's get two there. spots and they're not really going to make that much of a difference in the, uh, when it comes to the postseason grand scheme of things, couple more uh, comments. You got anything I, else? I want to answer this. Was Matthew Farrell says, "What do you think of the Lakers' nights? I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. I think they look incredible. I also think that you don't need to have the ticket packages for all this kind of stuff. I mean, this is an organization that makes almost six hundred million dollars in revenue. You sell that." plays out every single night. Maybe we just do the giveaways like we used to see where you didn't have to sign up for ticket packages. I mean, Kobe Bryant is a legend. We want to celebrate him. And I think it'd be nice to see, hey, you don't have to get that ticket package, even for the other stuff. And maybe that's just me being a cheapo and just want to show up and get the merch. But I don't think it would hurt them to just give it away normally, right? Uh, I'm just saying I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> Lon Rosen's going to come after you, not me. Hey, I think you guys <laughs> are doing people facts. doing great. No, I agree. I think I mean the idea. For Kobe, though, I don't know. For the the co- idea I, I think started out fun of like the the specialized tickets, and I'm pretty sure it's still your same water from yesterday. So you're doing a bang up job. <laughs> listen, listen. There's never going to be a drought that's caused by <laughs> Doug McCain. I'll tell you that. Hey, uh, real quick, I think this comment is for you. Yes. Chico Dopeness said, "Will the Padres do the same as the Angels waiver wire?" No, no, because it's already too late. They should have. They should have. Honestly, they have nobody they could have sold off. They really don't. I thought. I thought. I was surprised. I mean, after I did a, I did a video right when it happened. I said that Preller was just going to copy and paste (laughs) what the Angels did the trade deadline. Just say, I'll take all these guys and try to act like I have a chance to be a contender. But yeah, thankfully (laughs) for the Padres, they didn't do much. Yeah, the only thing they could have done is, I mean, you don't, you don't send Hater away. You don't send Snell away because for free because you can get draft picks for them after this season and, and that's better than the literal nothing that the the angels got so you ready to talk angels let's talk about that talk real quick thank you noel we'll listen to more of the of young lotto in in a young bit lotto here but yeah the angels sold the off what they uh they they gave away five of the six players i you know what i kind of feel bad for randall gritchick he's just like ain't nobody want me man <laughs> he's the last <laughs> guy to kick ball and they no one even picks him yeah yeah was, that's, that's pretty rough there but uh Halos, they they traded, uh, they, they they went in pretty hard in the paint for them at the trade deadline. One month later, uh, those prospects aren't coming back, and all they did was cut um, cut salary. Yeah, the salary will keep them under the luxury tax threshold, but this isn't uh, you know Halos uh, today podcast. This is blue heaven. So the Dodgers didn't get any of the claims. Uh, <laughs> The Guardians are snatching up everybody's uh, waiver wire type guys. Uh, did you want any of those players? I mean, I think that's how it relates to the Dodgers is that they did end up on the Guardians and you thought maybe does Giolito go to the Reds? Does Moore go to the Giants or someone like that? I think Matt Moore did make some sense when you consider the Dodgers could use a left-handed yeah. reliever, but bring my facts to the five. You look at some of his numbers, he hasn't fared well against lefties. I mean, they have an 827 OPS against lefties, but he still has been a really solid reliever over the last two years. They would have definitely been happy if he fell into their lap, but yeah, I do think that this is bad for baseball. This is is terrible for major league baseball i said it after it happened that hey we need to have the moreno mandate the moreno rule where you cannot just do that like i was saying after it felt like a a bitter fantasy football owner that just trades <laughs> off all of his people <laughs> he just being a brat wants to trade his players and ruin the league He's speaking right? from the heart right speaking there. from He's the heart it. yeah He's and look it. i'm not going to be a guy that and look everyone and too let's rewind to to the trade deadline too when they got giolito in late july everyone was like oh the angels i love what the angels are doing they're going all in this is great i'm not going to be one of those i told you so guys no one likes the i told you so guy but on the episode on 
July 27th at the 9.56 mark, <laughs> I said... I feel like this is for Noah. That so you're specifically talking to Noah right now. Investing in the Angels like investing in the Titanic after it hit the iceberg, right? You just could not Fair. do that. And you, when you look at this team, the damage was done. There was nothing they could do to really fix this team at that point. And I think what I really hate about it, Clint, is the fact that you're allowing teams out there that aren't the better teams, not the Braves, not the Dodgers, but the teams on the fringes, the wild card teams. And what do we see every year in the postseason? Those are the teams that get hot and do damage and knock off teams like the Dodgers just because the nature of Major League's postseason, right? So you're able to get these players at one-sixth of their cost. It's like you're getting a little freebie there, right? So we can't allow teams like the Angels to just press control, alt, delete when it's saying not responding, trade all these pieces off and allow teams to get better towards the deadline. I just don't like it. I think that they need to have a rule in place to try to fix this because look, the Angels, we know that they are a joke. To me, the Angels are essentially the San Diego Padres with a World Series and a Rally Monkey. That's all they are, right? They're essentially <laughs> the same exact franchise and I think what they did was bad for baseball and I think that the league needs to do something about it. Well, all right, so... I'll give them the slight benefit of the doubt of going in at the deadline. Like you're saying, you know, investing in the Titanic after the iceberg. Um, in my opinion, I could see them trying to do that because that's that's the, the price to pay to show, show, hey, you mean business. Like, look, we do want to invest in this team. I don't think they expected everybody to keep falling apart. I don't think they expected expected their rookie first baseman or, or no, it wasn't it wasn't him. I, oh, another rookie, Trey Cabbage, to yeet a baseball into the back of one of their star rookie pitchers' heads and put him on the con concussion IL. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they expected Mike Trout to come back for one game. I think they did expect their rookie shortstop, Zach Neto, who is honestly the glue of that team, to come back and be healthy, but he only played for a little bit and i don't think anybody ever expects anything out of anthony rendon anymore that hollywood um rich what is it hollywood uh house hollywood style yeah. whatever they call yeah. but that just shows you how inept that organization is i mean they're a team that last year what they should have done they should have packaged that deal with anthony rendon and shohei otani to a team like the dodgers i could have seen the dodgers yeah, taking okay, rendon up. and shohei and give them picks and or give them draft capital and give them players that are high prospects high level prospects they could have done exactly that and i think that the dodgers would have strongly considered doing that but look i just think for the league as a whole yeah i look the you look at where the angels were as far as their cbt they were close enough where yes it did make sense yeah. to trade these players and, to put them on waivers and now yeah now they're going to be under now you're going to be under, but still, so I think for the more betterment Shohei of the league. money, maybe. But yeah, it looks bad. I mean, I, as a free agent, I'm looking at that. And I'm being like, I don't know if I want to go there. And you point. don't know if Shohei yeah. wants to go back, even if he's going back. Nail just in the a coffin. You're yeah. not a destination organization for doing things like that. Yeah, it's still it's still so bad. And and honestly, to button this up and make it about the Dodgers, I'm glad the Dodgers didn't get any of those guys. It's like, yeah, Giolito would have been cool, but that would have been cool a month ago. I'm I'm happy with Lance Lynn. I'm happy with what we're seeing out of Ryan Pepio. Um it should Julio. put Otani on waivers, and that would have been fun. Well, a little too late now. Yeah. Do it after the fact. Yeah. After, uh, <laughs> do it on September 2nd where he's not postseason eligible. I just hate him. And those guys got to play games, too, knowing that they're going to be gone. I mean, just the whole situation yeah. is just terrible. Baseball, be weird like that. So let's move on. Doug, this is the most important series of all time. Or not? It might just be the Braves and the Dodgers uh, in the regular season. Let's talk about it. What do you uh, What do you think? What are your thoughts? 
This is a <laughs> massive series, and I can't, you, you cannot emphasize enough. It cannot be overstated. This is the Avengers Age of Ultron when Hulk is going up against <laughs> Iron Man right there in the Hulkbuster suit. You got the most unstoppable forces in Major League Baseball. You got Hulk's strength versus Tony's intellect. The Dodgers, I think, are Tony in that situation. I think the Braves, with the way they can slug, are Hulk. And I think when you look at this series, it's not just that they're the two best teams in the sport. It's not that they're the two teams teams that are on a collision course to meet in the NLCS. We saw what happened in 2018. We saw what happened in 2020. We saw what happened in 2022. This is the class of the National League. This is the two teams that are going to be competing, I think, for the World Series. And I think that there's no doubt in my mind that these two teams will face off and whoever wins that series will go on to win the World Series. So now, as far as them competing in this series, if the Dodgers get swept, if the Braves sweep the Dodgers or the Dodgers sweep the Braves, I don't think it has any bearing if these two teams meet again in the NLCS or anything like that. But I think the storylines are very interesting because one, Clint, these two teams are red hot heading into this series. The Dodgers, 24 and four in the month of August. You got one game to play tonight. The Braves, they're 20 and eight in the month of August. The Dodgers haven't lost a series since July. They won nine straight series. The Braves, they won six series. I mean, they're coming off uh, another series win. So I think these two teams are going to use this as a way to really measure where they're at right now. But also we'll talk about some of the other storylines. Heading into it, I think it's great for baseball to have these two teams facing off. I do think it should be nationally televised, though, and that's something that's very disappointing. That is kind of shocking. I yeah. mean, I guess you're, you are going to see so much of these two teams, you know, knock on desk here. You're going to see a lot of these teams facing off in the uh, in the league championship series. So national baseball fans will get their their fill then. But you'd be, you know, uh, you would have assumed a Fox game. You would have assumed an ESPN game. You do have, I think, MLB Network is carrying it tonight, but like. Who has MLB Network anymore? They kind of changed all of those kind of packages. I got you guys to my bad. All right. We're all going to Doug's house. Channel 306. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, media is definitely going to run this a lot uh, more into the ground if somebody sweeps. You know, it's going to be the biggest thing that, that D. Rose is going to be talking about on Monday morning next week. Whatever it may be. Are we dying? I hear. I hear. I think we might be dying. We might not. Buddy's on the case, but... Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I know. I know we got something important. Let's. Uh, this is a perfect time to break for some very, very good news over here. Shout out, Mr. Grump, for a I think it's a different music now, but we can't. Hear it. You so we'll fix win. that eventually. Yeah, we'll fix that. But yes, we do have a super <laughs> chat. Shout out, Grump. He gave us two dollars, and he said this series will decide who the MVP will be. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. That's that's a good point. We were going to talk about that as well uh, very, very shortly. But yeah, so let's segue into that. So. Really, you look at this series, one of the big storylines. I think the first one, like we said, is... We'll, hit, we'll touch the MVP, but first, before we get to that, I think the number one storyline, the, the thing that's really riding on this series, what's really in the balance, is who gets home field advantage throughout the postseason. If you look at where the Dodgers sit right now, 
83 and 49. They're four games back of the Braves at 87 and 45. You got 30 games to play. And I see a lot of people out there saying, okay, who needs home field advantage? You saw what happened to the Dodgers last year. They won 111 games. They had home field advantage. And what happened, right? I look at the home record. Dodgers 46 and 21 at home this year. That's a plus 25 on the on the road. They're 37 and 28. That's plus nine. I still think if the opportunity presents itself to go out there and finish with the best record, you do that. But the subplot there is do you try to jockey for position to avoid the Phillies who in a shortened series, you got Nola, you got Wheeler, you see got Bryce Harper, you got that team that had all the success last year getting as far as they did and you try to avoid them and they would be theoretically in that matchup with the Cubs or and then the other flip side would be the Dodgers going up against you, the Brewers or the Giants. Me, I don't know about you. I don't want to face that Brewers rotation in the short series with Peralta, with Woodrow and Corbin, Corbin Burns, and that offense that I think is stacked. And I don't want to face the Giants too, because I love looking at Giants fans saying the one time we've met in the postseason, we beat you in your house. So for me, I still think that having something to play for to avoid that complacency late in the year, I think it's still big. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh the Dodgers, we know they're going to be playing. They want to be. They don't. I don't even know if you would say they want to be the number one seed. They just don't want to actively lose any baseball games. Yeah, so they're yeah, going to yeah. keep trying to win. And if they end up getting that number one seed, it'll be oh, oh hum. It's another you know hundred win season for the Dodgers or whatever it may be in a season nobody really anticipated to be uh, as good as it's turned out. But uh, I mean, <laughs> if you're at that point where you're trying to. Uh, somehow, you know, decide who you're going to face. I, I think you're trying a little too hard. You know, you should have that feeling. And I, I, I like this team having that feeling of we don't care. Give us your best. We're going to beat them. I do. If anything, I do. I don't know if I worry about the Giants, but that's the series much like the Padres last year. That's the series that could just carry a little more weight and, uh, maybe there's that potential for the rug being pulled out from from under the Dodgers or whatever. Uh, we know which team is better, but it's not always about which team is better. It's about which team is hotter and which team kind of wants it more or is playing better to, to to win that series in that moment. So yeah, I don't care who they play. Just get there and uh, hell, go win 100 games while you're at it. I do like home field advantage to the postseason, though, because we know how much better they play at home. They play better at home. You got the best crowd. You got the home road splits with Julio Urias. You got Clayton Kershaw keeping the ball in the yard. Bobby I think Miller's better. At Bobby home, Miller's better. Well, yeah. Bobby Miller's had some good starts on the road, but I just think in general, you want to control your own destiny. I think that's just not the way to look at it. I mean, you don't want to say, okay, we want to duck a team here. We want, No, you want to play your best baseball, and that's why this team has been so successful throughout the years. This team is process-oriented. They're not results-oriented, right? They're going to go out there every single day and go through all their routines to try to give themselves the best chance to win a baseball game. They're the most cliched organization when it comes down to, we we're going to go out and win a baseball game today. They're going to do that, right? They're not going to push guys and try to force guys to play out there. They're going to try to keep guys fresh. They're going to hundred percent do that. But this whole idea that, Oh, you don't want to play the Phillies. Come on. This is major league baseball. Okay. Every team at that level is going to give you competition, especially in big league postseason. So look, I always say, don't fear the competition, make the competition fear you. The Dodgers always. can't be, scared of anyone so bring it on whoever it is if you can't beat a team in that first round then you're not gonna win the world series anyway and we know that's the standard so i'm not worried about that i think that this team still needs to try to win every single game they can and also send a message to that braves team because that braves team 
they've been the darling throughout the sport, right? They're the team that is really running away with the best record for a while, and the Dodgers really got hot. But, Clint, the next big storyline, and someone mentioned the comments a few minutes ago, I forgot his name, but shout out to him, is the MVP. I mean, that really, the, the most tangible item that I think can come from this is who's going to win the MVP between Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show, mm-hmm. but got some fresh takes on it because, I mean, I think you look at Ronald Acuna Jr., this is no slight on him. He's a fantastic player. This is someone that is an elite player, and it's great to see him doing what he's doing after the injury that he suffered, but this Dodgers team, they could, would not be where they are without Mookie Betts I don't think the same can be said about the Atlanta Braves. If you look at Mookie, he leads the National League in OPS, slugging percentage, weighted runs, creative plus, both versions of war, 7.6 on fan graphs and baseball reference. And you also look at the fact that Mookie played 61 games in the infield, right? And by doing that, yes, those war numbers are slightly inflated, but also by doing that, you allowed Hayward to play in right field and thrive. So that to me is what a, an MVP player do does. Where on the flip side, you got seven players, seven players on the Atlanta Braves that have at least 20 home runs. Yeah. Okay. That offense is so stacked. They'll be the first team to slug 500. I think that Mookie's more valuable. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how those two players perform with all these eyeballs on them knowing the MVP race is in the balance yeah I mean we know all of these players save for uh, Matt Olson have been on the biggest stage uh, and against each other a lot of the times Mookie's been there done that Freddie's been there done that and Acuna has been there done that and done it against the Dodgers in the past um, what what I like about this uh, this MVP race is that some everybody has something about them like yeah freddie could be the first guy to have 60 doubles in a season uh since 1930 some odd or whatever it is you know mookie could be the the second guy ever to win an mvp in both leagues uh acuna is going to be the uh the first 60 30 guy you have also matt olson <laughs> that's all that's all i really got he's yeah he's hitting the ball far often yeah, and look, and the reality he leads is the league in RBI, and that's another great subplot to the series. That you have the four best players yeah, in National these League. These are the four competing it's in gonna, this series. You're looking the two at best one, teams. two, three, four. Yeah, whatever the order ends up being, it's. I mean, you assume it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a Dodger, it's gonna, or it's it, it's going to go Dodger Brave, Dodger Brave, or whatever. It's going to be in that order, but uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Who? Uh, how do you? How does Mookie secure uh, the MVP in this series? I mean, I think he continues on that hot streak. I mean, in August, my man's slashing 454, 512, and 796. I mean, this guy is on an absolute all-time heater. And you look at his competition, right? Ronald Acuna Jr., he's played well. And the thing about Acuna Jr., he has not slumped. He has not gotten to one slump this season. So he's gone wide to wide, and he's been very consistent. But kind of... He was on fire, and then he just regressed to a very, very good player. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the thing is... It's trying to shape the narrative. I mean, look at R.A. Dickey taking a Cy Young away from from Clayton Kershaw. Why did that happen? The knuckleball, the knuckleball, the knuckleball, right? 20 wins. And okay, 20 wins. But let's just be honest. I mean, the the last of the knuckleballers, right? And that was kind of what kind of shaped that narrative. And Acuna Jr., it's about the stolen bases. And yes, being the first 60-30 guy, he really is probably going to be the first 70-30 guy when it's all said and done, which is going to be a remarkable accomplishment. But 
if this was last year, would he be doing that? Or did they put in rules in place with the pizza box bases and the engagement <laughs> rules that allowed him to steal Damn, more bases? I mean, I'm not trying to discredit him, but I mean, you're using the one major rule change offensively to your advantage. I mean, look, I look like Ricky Henderson out there with these new rules. I mean, I mean Freddie Freeman, look at him leading the team in stolen bases. I'm not That's saying fair. it's yeah, not a part of the game. They're, but gaining, they're gaining three inches, which everybody loves. And, and also, too, like, as a base runner, too, more bags. he's gotten stolen. He's gotten thrown out a, a good amount of time. And also, he's not the best base runner when he goes to first to third or things like that. And look, did Billy Hamilton win an MVP? I mean, come on now. I mean, do you look at... The, the person that usually is, and he is the leader in runs scored, but that typically isn't always the case, is the stolen base leaders are typically not the guys that are at the top when it's about scoring runs. And yeah. I always say, you can't steal first base. Mookie gets on, he slugs. And I just think, too, just forget the numbers. Just forget the eye test MVP. Yeah. Mookie has that, that energy, that charisma, that infectious spirit that I think has brought the most out of this Los Angeles Dodgers team, whereas I think this Braves team would still be winning the NL East even if Ronald Acuna Jr. wasn't on that team. You have Olsen. You have Riley. I mean, that team is so stacked. So, yeah. look, I just think, to answer your question, though, what does Mookie need to do? I think a big moment would be big, whether it be a diving catch, a big play, a walk-off shot, something like that, I think, could allow him to continue to build this separation. One thing that, that Mookie uh, definitely has that helps, and Noel, we're going to throw to you in some comments. So I know we got something special locked in there. Um, he Mookie has not only been the most valuable player for the Dodgers, he's been the most needed player for the Dodgers because he did save the team through a time of, of injury and all, you know, and strife and playing shortstop, playing second base, playing, you know, as they say on the TV, gold glove caliber uh, defense at all of those positions, despite not playing the infield in, you know, 10 years or whatever it is. So that helps him a lot. Him going off in Boston, last weekend I feel is what won him and what will win him the MVP this year unless something the only time anything can change is in this series and that's that's my take on it I'm I'm often wrong not always but I'm often wrong sometimes but that's what I feel it's gonna be Mookie he's 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 gonna get that uh he's gonna get that MVP some more big MVP moments. I could absolutely see that. And look, Acuna Jr., like I said, he's what is a Acuna going to do? Steal base? <laughs> yeah, steal some bases. Look, Mookie I mean, has stolen tacos for America. All right? You know what? <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to throw my pen, throw and pen. I'm going to grab the same exact one right out of there. This one's colder. He Go off, King. He built that in a cave. <laughs> Tony Stark Better built podcast. those tacos in a cave <laughs> out of a box of scraps. <laughs> Speaking, you know, of, low speaking key. of tacos, speaking the of tie, the tie thing. Yeah, it's throwing uh, it back. You know, you got to yeah. love the dude. What do you got for Real me? Thing, speaking of tacos, I think $2 could probably oh, get us something. Let's shit. go. Michael, for that super chat. Let's go. Win this. I can't. I, I can't. Just always. You got to always feel the boogie. Let's get this song on the dance. Hey, hey, hey. You always got to feel the boogie in your soul, man. Always, always. But shout out, Michael. He asked, what are the odds the bench is clear this series? Oh, uh, I'd I, say it's minimal. I mean, yeah, I don't see respect on both sides. I don't no, see that. There's no bad blood in this um, in this matchup. It's it's been very well played, you know, through the postseason. Yeah, maybe yeah. like the only guy I think nobody or anybody would have any beef with is is uh, Charlie Morton. I was about to say this, Charlie this Morton, dirty cheater. Anything can happen. I think there'll be high tension where if some guy gets hit. But yeah, I don't think that's really a, a story yeah. line I here. I don't anticipate these are two competitive there. teams. A lot of respect between these two organizations. Really, this rivalry runs deep. We look at what happened in 1991 
with them taking the division way back then. I mean, it goes all the way back to the Dodgers going up against the Milwaukee Braves when they got their first their first World Series in Los Angeles. So this this really runs deep in the postseason in 1996. So, yeah, I mean, lots of history between these two. And then you also bring up Freddie Freeman. Now, Freddie Freeman shouldn't get lost in this shuffle because Freddie Freeman, if he has a big weekend, they're going to tie that narrative to Freddie versus the Braves. And he could emerge from this weekend as the MVP favorite against his own teammates. So it's definitely possible. And Freddie, he leads all Major League Baseball and hits 170 hits, tied with Ronald Acuna Jr., leads him with doubles, 51 doubles. He's on pace for 63 doubles. And like you said earlier, it's going to be the first guy to hit 60 doubles in a season since 1936. So that's an incredible feat. And he's also had a lot of success against the Braves since he was he was signing since he signed with the Dodgers. So that's going to be very interesting. Olsen, he's kind of gone on a little slump lately. He leads the National League with 43 home runs, 112 RBIs on pace for 53 long balls this season. He also hit up that bomb against the Dodgers back on May 24th. So that's going to be a very interesting storyline to look at because I was told early on that Braves fans were happy about Matt Olson. The fact that he's a Georgia kid and that, okay, we replaced him. We got younger, right? No, Freddie Freeman is the future Hall of Famer. Olson, he's a bad dude. He's a bad man. I'm not mad at Olson at all. But the Dodgers, they're literally getting peak Freddie Freeman. Something that makes me feel good at night before I lay my head on my Dodgers pillowcase is knowing that if Freddie Freeman ever goes into the Hall of Fame as Atlanta Brave, well, guess what? His best years, his peak years for a full regular season was with the Dodgers. That's how good he's been with his team, and the numbers back that up. Imagine him going in the Hall of Fame without a logo on his hat. Could be a logo list guy. Yeah, that would, that would be tough. Make him a little Go split hat. Go oh, I got a couple of comments here. Did you see the El Guapo? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, give, me, right, give me that one first. Oh, wow. Real quick, real quick. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the super chat real oh, quick by Mr. Grump once again. He gave us two dollars. Is that Grumpy Forty Five Dino? Even though Doug doesn't want to dance, I just want. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But yeah, he asked. He said the Dodgers gonna go yard three times on Strider. Ooh. That's a bold take that's, right there. That's bold. For sure. Bold who's who's going to be, though? Who's going to be? Muncie? Who are you, you picking? I mean, just, let's ask. Well, Muncie, follow that up. Miggy Rowe, because why not? <laughs> it's always and, the last person you. Fredward Freeman. Why not? I can feel it, Freddie Bob. What else Bob. you got for us? Got a couple in here. Got Alexander Rose saying, the way I see it, most valuable <laughs> includes versatility, and Mookie is playing three positions, so Mookie for MVP. Sorry, Acuna. Very similar to what you said. I know there's a specific comment that you wanted. Do you have it on there for yourself? Yeah, I had a couple, a couple here, and I'm actually going to make this a a tandem. Hornitos shot. Doug, hold the bottle. Those are your Hornitos shot takers of the day. Please do drink responsibly, guys. Love Hornitos. You know, first thing I drink when I wake up. Uh, Nick (laughs) Romero. well, I wasn't going to read Nick's, but I saw Nick's first. I'm going to read it anyway. So we have three I'm going to do here. So three shot takers. Why not? Uh, Nick says, Braves are good, but Mookie and Freddie on a different planet. Bottom of the lineup also warming up. So that is a, that is a big thing for not just this Brave series, but that's for all of baseball, and that's for the Dodgers to be able to challenge for another 100-win season. Matthew Martinez says, we smoked the Braves in a series earlier in the season. We will win a series in the playoffs against them. So put it on the books. And uh, Johnny Owen going a little bit back. We we're talking about Phillies, you know, Cubs, Bray or uh, uh, Giants. Uh, who to face? Johnny Owen says, "Let's not worry about the Giants." In the end, just like last year, they won a single game better than us. We smoked them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's always the Dodgers versus the Dodgers, right? If they're <laughs> playing up to their capabilities. 
you would bet on them versus any team in the sport. And yeah, to his point earlier, too, the Dodgers, they took two out of three from the Braves back in May. If it weren't for that Albies walk-off sack fly, where that was, right, they would have could have swept them in. It was a bright spot was Bobby Miller in that series. So, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have had success against his Braves team. When you look at that now, the keys to the series, I think we're talking about Freddie Freeman. I'm looking for Freddie to have a big series. He's going to be my player of the series. I think he's someone that always takes it personal, whether or not he wants to admit it. His eyes get very wide when you look at all of the drama between Freddie and that organization in the past and the tears that were shed. And all these Braves fans, they like to claim, oh, if Freddie would have gotten the right contract, he would have signed with them and this and that. But no, Freddie Freeman is a Dodger. I think he's happy in Dodger blue. And most importantly, he's owned his former team. He's slashing 361, 465, 667 with three bombs. Two doubles, seven RBIs, eight runs scored in seven walks in nine games against the Bravo. So he's going to be my player of the series. And he's had a hit in every <clears throat> single game except one against the Braves in nine. So look for Freddie to have a big big series. Freddie do what Freddie do, and that is um, hit the ball, hit the ball quite well. Uh, trying to buy myself time because I had a comment and then I, I lost the comment. So I apologize for killing it. But I got Jam says 500 viewers on a Thursday afternoon. Let's go. Thank Let's you guys go. for hit tuning that. in. Let's get to 300 <laughs> likes. Make sure you guys. Uh, if you want that. a shoey. Hit that got line. I don't know 400 why likes. <laughs> Doug would do a shoey for 400 likes, everybody. It's like so Chuck E. Cheese. You got that. the tickets. No, uh, it's, the no, no, end of, no end of month special. Maybe like 250. 250 likes. I'll do 350. 350. You guys heard it. Get, get the, it did up, I get just it negotiate? Yeah. I mean, we've seen some people in the chat. It'll be a Hornito shoey, too, so I won't be able to drive home till like 1130. Doug, but Doug is not an easy man to negotiate yeah, with. Yeah, hey, I, I do it for the channel. But yeah, I, I think the biggest key of the series from the Dodgers end, though, is how do you stop this Braves lineup? Because this Braves lineup, they're historically explosive. And the Dodgers, they're right up there. In most categories, you're one and two with this Braves team. Home runs, OPS, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, weighted runs, created plus. This team, they're phenomenal. I mean, they're going to be the first team to slug 500. They're on pace for 307 home runs. That would tie the 2019 Twins. Like I said, seven players with 20 home runs. No other team this year has more than four. And that's what makes this lineup so difficult to navigate is because you have depth. You got guys from the top of the lineup to the bottom of the lineup. They can leave the yard. They can hit for power. And that's what makes them so dangerous. They can just beat you in every single phase of the game offensively. And that's what makes it so difficult. And you look at their right-handed batters. You got Acuna, Riley, Ozuna, <clears throat> lefties. You got Olsen, Rosario, Michael Harris, and then Ozzy Albies. He's their switch hitter. So that, to me, is going to be... The number one thing I'm looking at is can this Dodgers pitching where you don't get Kershaw, right? They are going to avoid Kershaw, but yeah. you got Lance Lynn and Lance Lynn is going tonight against Spencer Strider. To me, this is the most interesting matchup because Lance Lynn, he has been the best deadline acquisition of any starter. You look at that ERA since August 1st. Sacks. I mean, right over two. This is someone who has been one of the best pitchers in the sport when it comes to overall production. And I think this is a big test for him. I think he's going to go out there, miss bats, be competitive, go deep into games. The big key, though, is a guy who leads the league in home runs served up going up against this team that's the most prolific home run hitting team in the sport. That is a collision course. And I'm, that's going to be my number one thing. I mean, do you think, what do you, when you look at that matchup right there, when you, uh, how do you feel about Lance Lid, Clint? Uh, I mean, it's definitely not the most ideal matchup in the series, but he's pitched well at Dodger Stadium. Uh, we know he's another guy who got burned by, by the green monster. The monster. In Baston. So you, you hate to see that. Um, 
but uh, you know, both both lineups are good, and uh, you know, I, I would I would argue, even though the Braves have more pop, I would I would almost argue stupidly and and inaccurately the Dodgers have a little more pop because theirs is theirs has more grit to it, you know, more grit, right? More the gritty pop, little engine that could Dodgers it's out one there. Of my proving favorite, people wrong. Favorite rappers, gritty yeah. pop, you know, gritty Love pop. <laughs> it, 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 uh, by the way, I found gritty it. Uh, it was Grumpy Forty Five Dino followed up saying Muncie Hayward Smith. That that those are the three going deep off of. Muds, um, Hayward, Smith. I like that. I like a big Spencer game for Strider. Smitty, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I like that group right there. I mean, Spencer Strider is one of the better pitchers in the league, a 346 ERA going up against Lance Sam. You get three bombs tonight against this team. I'm feeling confident about my chances. But, yeah, I think for me, another thing I'm looking at, another big key to the series, another thing that makes this Braves team so dangerous, is there seven, eight, nine hitters? I mean, who wins that battle at the bottom of the lineup because yeah. I think we know what we're going to get from the top. You got Freddie, you got Mook, you got Smith, you got Muncie. I think we can count on those guys having their <clears> fair <throat> share of big hits, but it's the bottom of the lineup against better pitching. And yeah. that's what makes the bottom of the lineup for the Braves so good when it comes to batting average, slugging OPS, they're the best in the league from their seven, eight, nine hitters. So can you navigate that? There's really nowhere to breathe when you're going to go yeah. against this Braves line. So I'm looking at Lance Lynn. This is a major test for him. Julio Urias tomorrow going up against Max Freed, who's missed time this year due to injury, but he's looked good in his return. Julio Urias, I think this would put the final stamp on his I'm back back. If you can go out there and give you six or seven innings against this Braves team. And I will say we didn't touch too much on Ryan Yarbrough, but he goes four innings yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a fresh bullpen, especially look at the night before. They didn't go with any of their high leverage arms. So I think that's another thing that is in the Dodgers' favor. And then they get Bryce Elder back for the Saturday game. We'll see who goes in that one. Will it be a... And she and Michael Grove, I mean, they haven't announced yet. And then, of course, Sunday, it's going to be Bobby Ice. Yeah, you can't, time. You can't really. I, I don't care about sweeping the series. Yeah, that'd be real nice. But I don't think I don't think the the Doyers should throw everything plus the kitchen sink at them to try to win this series. You know, pocket a few, you know, have a few pocket aces up your sleeve, which I don't know why you would both pocket them or ha and have them up your sleeve at the same time. I'm pretty sure that's cheating in uh in poker but still pocket a few uh a few uh, tricks up your sleeve is what i'll say again for some reason don't let them know don't let them know everything you got look i mean this is still a dodgers team that crushed is, that take yeah no i mean this is, i think it's a it's a great take it's because cut, i mean cut it off, look no. you look at what this team is going for and yeah i mean you're not going to take too much away from this series i think you brought up a good point earlier and that yeah the morning shows will run with the narrative if the braves dominate if the dodgers dominate but look realistically you're probably gonna get two two Right, you're probably going to get three out yeah. of four, maybe, that would be fun. and that would be fine. I mean, you'd be yeah, okay with fun. that result when you consider how good these two teams are. But I think the Dodgers, they have an opportunity where, think about this, heading into next week, they could be one game behind the Braves if everything goes right. I mean, you're talking about a team that with less than 30 games to play could finish with not just the best record in the National League, the best record in the sport. No one was predicting that, that before this season, the Dodgers would finish with the best yeah. record, and that's something that's at stake in this series. Now, Clint, the Braves do have a weakness, though. And if the weakness, if you talk to people that follow the Braves closely, they'll tell you that if there's one thing that keeps them up, when they wake up at 3.30 in the morning in a cold sweat and having a nightmare, it's that middle relief. And their middle relief, they're not high-velocity guys. If you look at their bullpen, they have a 4.24 ERA before the seventh inning. That's 16th in Major League Baseball. And then from the seventh inning on, they have a 3.14 ERA. So if you can get to that middle relief right there and do damage, avoid the 
the best part of their bullpen, their high leverage guys, they have a good chance to score some runs. And really looking at the past, I mean, this Dodgers team, they've had success going up against high leverage relievers this season. So yeah, I mean, hard throwing bullpens, that definitely is something that is going to be a big factor. Who has the edge there? Yeah, I mean, you look at the series, it it's it should edge towards the Braves, but that's that's fine. You know, that that let them In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Let media run with that. Let the national think that the Braves, Braves better, whatever. Again, I, I, this season was supposed to be the uh, the underdog season, but I, I like the Dodger bullpen. I've seen them more, so that makes me like them more than the Braves bullpen. Uh, who's even closing for the Braves these days? Is it uh, is it the guy with the face? Yeah, I think their t- their leader right now is. Let me, I'll show you right now. Do they have like a legitimate closer there? Oh, it's Rysel Iglesias. That's right. Yeah, they, they, Iglesias. Yeah. They, they pulled him from the Angels in the offseason or whenever it was. So, I think that's a guy that uh, you know the Dodgers can handle. That's not. I would take Evan Phillips uh, in in a in a ninth inning role over um, over that guy. They've had success against uh, AJ Minter, Kirby Yates. They've had success against in the past. Um, and really everybody in that rotation, particularly Morton and Freed, they've had varying levels of success. The Dodgers have. So you, you feel pretty good about that series, but again, you want to, uh, you want to just let the series play out and, um, don't get too caught up in the numbers. You know, I would, I would almost be okay if the Dodgers lost three or four, just so all of, uh, all the media can just kind of go away, you know, but that also might hurt the MVP cases of. Mookie and or Freddie. So. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting. You look at their bullpen. You got Minter, 10 saves, Iglesias, like you mentioned, 26. You got Yates. You got Jimenez. I mean, they definitely have some arms, but it's very interesting that the Braves bullpen, they rank 28th in number of pitches, 96 miles per hour or more. And what happened to the Dodgers last year in the NLDS? Why they struggle? Why weren't they able to come through in big spots? They were overpowered by high velocity fastballs, yeah. right? So that's why I'm confident in this Dodgers lineup <laughs> versus this Braves team because of their approach. They're not going to see them expanding the zone. They're going to try to wear them down. A little death by paper cuts action, right? Kind of dink and dunk them and kind of get that pitch count up and then you explode on them. So I think that'll be the approach and they'll commit to it and that's why I feel confident. Now, as far as the overall takeaway, to your point, I mean, if you lose three out of four, yeah, I wouldn't be heartbroken by this, but I do think that it would feel coming off the August that they've had, which has been historically great. Let's just be, be honest. I mean, this is this one is, of... Yeah, this is insane. This is incredible what this team has done. I mean, last four seasons, the Dodgers in August, 88 and 23, a 793 win percentage. That's the best in a single month over four seasons in baseball history, okay? So you look at that dominance, you almost wish that uh, the World Series played in August, the Dodgers would have a dynasty by now, but... Yeah, I think that the with what this team is going through and what they're playing for, I think they still want to prove to themselves that, yeah, they can compete with the Braves. They are still the class of the National League. And I think that this series would do a lot for the Dodgers kind of heading into the postseason because I still think that wound from last year is a little fresh. And I still think that as we get closer to the postseason, you're going to start to see, okay, is the pressure going to mount? Do we want to avoid what happened last year? And I think that this team that has that magic with these veterans, with Mookie and Freddie, the way they're playing like they are, I think you just want to continue this hot streak. 
Keep it going. Keep it running. Noel, what you got over there on the chat? I know we yes, got some sir, folks yes, going sir. off. Shout out Appreciate Roberto you guys, Hernandez. by the way. Donated five Let's dollars. Let's go. Bugs. Over here. You know the vibes. Dance, Doug. Oh, yeah. You'd have to be on the center cam yeah. to make the little yeah. graphic go. So you're good. Yeah, got gotta let, gotta let the rest of the comments flow in. But he said the Braves are great, but Braves fans gloating too much. Similar Padres fans or no? What do you guys think about that? I mean, they I have mean, a reason to more yes. than the Padres. They <laughs> have some World Series fans. championships yeah. in that tro in that trophy case. So, yeah, I mean, look, they have every right Wrecked. to be confident. I mean, this team, like I said, guys, like, let, let, be, be ready. Because I know that the Dodgers, they had their way with them back in May. But this offense, I'm telling you, they are literally historically good. I mean, the Murderers row Yankees in 1927. They had a slugging percentage of 488. This Braves team, they're at 500, okay? When you talk about how potent they are from top to bottom, it's going to be very difficult to navigate. As far as Braves fans, I don't know. I mean, I think Braves fans are, I mean, look, they they won a World Series a few years ago. They've had a lot of success. I do think that I look at Alex Anthopoulos versus Andrew Friedman. I look at both these organizations kind of comparing themselves to each other, and you've really seen two of the best teams in the sport squaring off. So it's still, at the end of the day, though, it's a regular season series. It counts as one game. It's not this big showdown. It's like yeah. you're getting drunk on non-alcoholic beer, right? Okay, it's not the real deal like we're going to see in the postseason, right? In the postseason, that's when we, okay, crank it all the way up, and it's live or die through Dodger baseball. But right now, it's a, a pretty solid measuring stick, and I think if there was no MVP plot here, then it wouldn't be as significant. Let's say this one goes to 11. So, yeah, this yeah, exactly. What you got? Exactly. This goes Give me some more. I didn't know you had a son. D Mac's son just popped in the chat and said, I love you, Dad. <laughs> D Mac, oh my goodness. Okay, hey, I got, I've the got check like five. Is, I got like five bucks in that being Noah. The check is in the mail. The, they want child support. The check is in the mail. But yeah. also, the there, there, was a, there was a great, a great little, little conversation between Noel and another commenter. He said, Lynn is a good e innings eater, stays hungry. That's all, yeah. And then, yeah, he also got a response from I Got Jams. He said, <laughs> Lynn is always the first and the last in line at the buffet table. Oh, that's a fat joke. <laughs> Lynn's sanity. There's also a great one. Uh, well, noise by, noise by Noel says the Dodgers. <laughs> that's a great that. one. But I also loved uh, CCM for short. Says if you want the dub, you have to win the game. That oh. is perfect. If you want the dub, you have to finish Doug, with one. you should get that tattooed on your back. If you want the dub, you have to finish with one more run than the opponent. Get more expect. points than the other T-shirt, maybe. What, what else also, you got? Also, Jesse Flores said, yo, what's the bets you guys are looking at for this game and this series in general? Any side bets? Unfortunately, Noah is not here today to do his betting show, but he will be back very what's soon. <laughs> Need to Noah. <laughs> Need to Noah. Uh, there, we'll have it back on Monday. Yeah, yeah, not any, Monday. We won't be here on Monday. We won't do a show on Monday because of the whole Labor Day. So we will be back on Tuesday, gang, gang. Yes, and then we also got we got, got a couple more comments to get into here. All around, Lacey said, bro, I don't know why I'm nervous. My team is not even playing in this series. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Respect. Hopkins said, DMAC, I love the video on, on Barreled, Up pot, Barreled Up Podcast. Oh, oh Barreled yeah, yeah, my Barreled. man. Yeah, and then... Which one is that Brian one? That Gomes. one guy was talking about. <laughs> the, the Jim Riley? Yeah yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He got so many at this point, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, Doug's the master of all media, you know? <laughs> tripping. Brian he's Gomez a, said, we're going to see wilding. best friends Freddie and Jay Hayde during doing home runs this weekend. And then Alexander Rose said, Riot, no show on Monday. We'll be back very soon for that. Right. Doug, uh, isn't it true that um, that Howard Stern reached out to you for your autograph? He did, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I yeah. sent in the mail with the, the check that I'm sending my kids, my son, <laughs> apparently. But, yeah. yeah. You got to put a stamp on it. He, he had a 33-cent uh, stamp from... Uh, 
from 2004, and they don't honor those anymore. Hey, from way like, way back in the day, but see, that's like Tonight Show humor right there. You yeah, know, bad is what I'm saying. Those were the I days. Ie Doyer says Braves aren't untouchable. The boys already beat them in their own park earlier. That'll be the blueprint to beat them again. What I do like about the series, before we wrap it up and move on, um, both teams are just about as healthy as they can be. The Dodgers are, are missing essentially one reliever with Joe Kelly. Um, Ryan Pepio wouldn't play a part in the series, who was just optioned, but uh, and he probably won't play much of a part in the postseason. But for the greater part, both these teams are essentially fully healthy, as healthy as they're going to get at this point in the season. Exactly. So you're seeing two rosters that are at full strength going toe to toe and it's going to be huge. And I think, yeah, it really comes down to the How about the return of Kevin Pillar too? Do you think they're going to do a big video montage Kevin for Pillar, Kevin Pillar, bro, back you, in the mix. Did you see the, the, the Max Scherzer, uh, yeah, <laughs> they actually did a tribute video to his ass. That was, and he got booed. He got booed, man. Hey, Mets, Mets, Wilden. Now they're firing people. It's good Every time. time he leaves a place, they don't like him. Remember when everybody thought yeah. that Stephen Cohen was like Jesus? Exactly right. Yeah. You can't buy yourself a a World Series, man. He learned the hard way. At least he learned earlier than some other organizations. I will say that. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, getting back to your comment on just Real the quick, overall smash that thumbs up yeah. for Doug's son. <laughs> My son, jeez, my son. Oh my goodness, <laughs> sister. <What>? No, <laughs> Doug. Doug, we're live. We're live. He's lost. He's yeah, gone. he gone. But yeah, I mean, do you think that? It's your boy. Yeah, and I look at this series too. I mean, you look at Freddie Freeman. You look at Jason Hayward. I think Jason Hayward is someone that. Yeah, I mean, he's looking to go out there and continue it on his success. So that really is the big key. James Outman, just the rest of this lineup really from top to bottom, just continuing to thrive. And I think, too, overall, Rosario, he's been balling for them, and he's going to bring up bad memories, and we know that. But, yeah, I mean, when you look at this Braves rivalry, I mean, do you consider a rivalry? Because I personally do. Uh, it's there. I mean, it's definitely there. This is, you know, this is the uh, the winner-take-all sort of uh guess button up to the to the trilogy yeah when, i'm in the postseason when in, if and when that happens but we'll get to that in a few about a month and a half i will say i was at the uh the 2013 game oh yeah and we, we won your ebay game four oh, we met where you it didn't lay down the two buns that was just hits the bomb and i still think craig kimbrell is still in the pen right now pacing <laughs> waiting to get into that game i have never seen i wasn't at the bellinger game in 2022 where he hit the in the single up the middle well where he hit the where it, in 2020 against the Braves where he hit the home run where they say it was oh. it was shaking there in game three but still I think I've never seen Dodger Stadium that loud I saw people hugging police officers and just doing crazy stuff pouring beer all over the place I mean yeah. I've never seen anything like that it was kind of really the resurgent Dodgers of this that era that time and Juan Uribe is someone that is really just just one of the great yeah. moments in Dodgers history yeah. just th throwing his arm up throwing his hands up and yeah. What a moment there. I would say that ranks right up there for me. There and then, of course, Cody Bellinger, his <laughs> uh, his him. his game-winning home run there in the NLCS Game 7, which pretty much, I don't know, a very small amount of Dodgers fans were able to experience because of the whole COVID thing at the time and everything that happened with that. So it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> that, was so, that was so weird. On, on the Uribe thing, uh, that was by far the the greatest game I've ever watched with people in a bar strangers and a couple of friends just just a full bar of strangers and uh the whole place shaking and freaking out over that that uh that uh that big time salami 
And I'm not talking about you know what. Yeah, I'm talking about that that homer from Uribe. Still gives you goosebumps, man. It was the earth was shaking, the left field pavilion was rocking. We haven't seen anything quite like that again. That's what I'm hoping. That's why I want home field advantage so you can get big key games at Dodger Stadium because we see the effect that the fr- that that crowd can have on the pitchers, on the players, and yeah, just a great moment. So yeah, I do think that this is one of the rivalries that doesn't really get talked about quite enough. I mean, to me, I consider the Braves more of a rival than the haven't won, haven't done anything Padres, Oof. right? I mean, the Angels isn't a rivalry, Oof. right? I mean, the Giants, Oof. the Cardinals, the Braves, hey, I only compare my team to the teams that are going after the same thing that are in this yeah. mix for the same end game. And really the Padres, they're just not after that. Right. So hey, mash that thumbs up button. If the Padres aren't a rival, let's go. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Cause we were talking about the same thing. Uh, 19 different gonna, times for about 45 minutes. September call up. September one is here when you're listening to this tomorrow. And it feels like it's gonna be a boring slate of, of call ups because we've essentially already seen them. I did not anticipate uh, the team to make the move today to to activate Shelby Miller and send Pepio down, but Pep Pep's gonna be back in about four days. Yeah, he'll be back, and clearly the way that Dave Roberts has been talking about him, it feels somebody like somebody will be injured. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course, the Dodgers they do that better than any organization in baseball, knowing how to work that. But yeah, Pepio, of course, is gonna get that opportunity, like we talked about, and continue to build on his success. And then we'll see what happens with Michael Bush. I mean, Michael Bush. I'm still waiting to see Michael Bush truly realize his potential. I mean, if you look at since he's returned in early August, he has a 4.45 OPS. Did hit his first home run. Goes two for 19 at the plate so far. And yeah, with J.D. Martinez set to return for the team's next road trip, I think my takeaway from that is, yeah, I'd rather see Michael Bush get more full-time reps at the DH spot because I have been told that he's this great MLB hitter, right? That he's someone that is going to be able to hit yeah. at the big league level. And I just want to say, okay, fine. Let's get defense out of the picture, right? Let's not have you play first or left feel like you're playing at the minor league level. Play mm-hmm. third. Let's have you focus on hitting to see if you truly can be a guy that can hit 285 with some pops, some extra base hits. Because I think right now, like I said, older an older prospect like that, at some point you kind of have to assess and evaluate and see what you have in him. Yeah, no. And you also have to see what you have in him. The league has to see what you have in him for if he, if and when he gets traded this offseason. If there's a move that makes sense. If uh, you Sounds know. like a Cardinal. Bush Stadium, I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, Nolan. Nolan, bring, there you go. Bringing home Nolan. I, I still think Nolan happens this offseason. Yeah, uh, Bush, I don't know if, uh, I, I assume Bush will, will hang around uh, and essentially be the call up, even though he's already here and, and JD will kind of act sort of as a, as a call up in a way because he'll be activated. Do you think we see in that, I guess, three game, if, if the plan is JD coming back on the roadie? They're going to need to fill that other spot for a little bit. Do you think we see Miggy Vargas again? Look, if he has only one fan, that person is me. If he has no fans, that means I'm dead. I would love to see (laughs) Miguel Vargas back with the Dodgers. Will it happen? I think it's possibly unlikely, but I don't know if you've seen any of his highlights at the minor league level. He looks like a different guy already. Yeah. I mean, the compact stance, the way that you're he's not seeing that a little bit, slowed down. The game is slowed down. No, I, think I mean, his production slowed down. A his little production bit has. First, yeah. But I do still think that, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's hitting just under 900 OPS, right? But I, as far as quality of contact, it's improved. You're not seeing him let go of the bat with the top hand like he was looking very Manny Machado-esque. I think that he's kind of getting back to his roots at mm-hmm. the plate. I do think that you always have to consider the disparity 
as far as the big league level versus the triple a level right now it says significant and wide of a gap as it's been in years so yeah it's like playing on rookie mode in madden versus all madden mode right it's a very wide gap so i don't think that's necessarily a indicator of success right i mean look at michael bush this guy's opsing over a thousand hitting tons of home runs and He's not having the same success so far and very limited opportunities at the big league level. But I would like to see Miguel Vargas in there. But I think the thing that hurts him is the trade deadline acquisitions. You traded for Kike Hernandez. You traded for Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. So with the depth they have right now, I just don't anticipate it. Would I love to see it? I would, though. Maybe a Yanni Hernandez then, potentially. Because they're going to need a guy. Yeah, they're going to need a guy. For just I a think couple for, of days. I think for that, those couple of days, yes. Yeah. I don't think you'll see it like full long term, though. Yeah, yeah. I think for sure. he's definitely the guy who's in the pecking order to go up, though. And he's done enough down there to justify giving giving him an opportunity because he was the guy that came up last year, right? And the big difference was his his quality of contact numbers were impressive, even though the results weren't yeah. there. So I think if you could get Miguel Vargas up and get him to feel good about something heading into the offseason, I think that would be huge and a big boost of confidence for him. And I think that this organization is still very committed to him because of his age, because of his potential and his hit tool. And I think that I don't anticipate them moving off of him unless there is going to be a trade where he's an absolute deal breaker for someone they think could be a game changer. So I still think, yeah, he's training in the right direction. He's figured some things out. And I think that his stock is, is definitely still something that I would never, I would never sell. Dodgers, Braves, four games in L.A., the final preview before October. Do you have your series prediction? You going 2-2? I'm going to go three out of four. Let's go three out of four. Dodgers taking three? No, Braves. No. Oh. No, I'm going to I'm good. No, you know what? Let's go Dodgers three out of four. They take tonight. Okay. You're saying that on camera as, as DMAC underscore L.A., but what, what's, like, what's the real? The real me is, look, I think that this is a team that... <laughs> real me is exposition. From a starting position, look, the thing about their rotation is very top-heavy, right? And you're seeing Freed, who's been really good, Strider, and you got Morton, who's had success against this team, but this I think... dude really wanted to talk Braves today, boys. Yeah, so look, I mean, I still think... I got the Dodgers taking three out of four because I think that this team's rolling, man. This, is, this team is hot right now, and they want to continue that momentum. They know what's on the line. It's also going to be a sold-out electric environment at Dodgers Stadium. It's going to be a very postseason-like atmosphere, and I think that that's going to provide a boost of energy to this team. So give me three out of four for the Dodgers. I almost want to say sweep, but yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, it's hard to sweep when you don't know who's starting the on, yeah, that's on the thing. That's Saturday, but you know that's going to be a sellout because Austin Barnes bobblehead uh, night. Yeah. I know. Two in a row, two years in a row, in late or September-ish, Austin Barnes bobblehead nights. Uh, I'm torn between two and two and three and one, but you know what? I'm going to be that idiot. I'm going to I'm gonna channel because that fool Neil's here. I'm going to channel the white pill, and I'm going, sweep, let's Dodgers, sweep it up, keep it going, sweep a perfect homestand for your boys that, in blue. Hey, sweep it, the Braves, that would be a major statement. Sweep, sweeping the bravos give me the braves the atl baby i would love to see that anyways that's about it guys uh that was the first half of the show let's do the that's no. the first half of the show no, though no, no, no. hold on we got we got we got grump first back third in the, the mix show. two more oh dollars man oh go. crap i almost got out of here he said i'll take dodgers getting swept to put nlcs win <laughs> hold on hit the button my bad my bad my bad my bad <laughs> i don't know either that's the thing okay yeah. Grump said, I'll take Dodgers game swept, but NLCS win. I would definitely take that as well. 
I mean, it's no bearing, right? I mean, look at the Dodgers getting owned by the Mets in 1988 only to beat them in the NLCS. So, D-Max's yeah. father, yeah, D-Max's father is here. Your son, Dodgers your must sweep for really. My whole family is a family affair. It's like Chris Taylor the other night. Maybe I'll have a good night at the plate. Yeah. Hey, Dodgers went one for not. They went one and nine against the Mets in 1988 and would go on to win the World Series. Hey, so, good, yeah. Good quick Whatever question happens. here from Victor. I think it'll be tough to pull off, but do you think the Dodgers are going to call up uh, Wong, Colton Wong? I mean, I did a video on the other day. He's performed really well. Just hit his first home run the other day. I think it's definitely something that's possible. We kind of joked about that early in the show. I mean, look, the only issue is, like I said, lots of depth at that position. feels like they have tons of second basemen now. But, yeah, I mean, you brought him in for a reason, right? So he's someone that has been – has played very well in this league in during certain stints. But, yeah, I think that pecking order-wise, it'd be tough for him to overcome it. But I wouldn't be totally shocked. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't be totally shocked. You got to figure out some roster. Yeah, some roster moves for sure. Joe Mama says wouldn't be a long move. Sorry, Joe Mama talking to Joe Mama right now. Joe Mama says uh, the Dodgers going to take three of four. Conservative Zach not going conservative at all. He got a three of four as well. Michael Hopkins got a split. We got double sweep here, so we got a sweep from Robert Wilson and from I.E. Doyer. Um, Roy Estrada says, I want to sweep, but I'll take three and one because Julio is pitching tomorrow. Oof. <laughs> Oof. We got a little bit of. Well, if, it's if, so if, weird to see so many people talking about my dad, the Doug father. Swelling sausage just got here just in time for us to leave. And uh, Rick Prada says, nice day in Southern California to beat L.A. Go Braves. Whoa. So that's how we're going to end it with one Braves fan. And, and that's, you know, usually we get, when, when, the, when these two teams match up, we get a lot more Braves fans in here. So y'all are slipping. It's like, uh, it's like this doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> Guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you so much uh, for the comments and the super chats and the thumbs up. Give us another uh, thumbs up if you want uh, to Doug to be reunited with his dad here on, on YouTube or something like that. Doug McCain Sr. Shout is, out. Is that, is that true? Yeah, my dad's name is also Doug McCain. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, guys. Crazy. crazy. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Also find us on the internet at InsideTheDodgers.com. Uh, we have uh, all of your Dodgers information and stuff uh, there to keep you in the loop about stuff. So do that. Subscribe to YouTube.com. slash DodgersNationTV. When we get to 70,000 subs, we're giving away a Mookie Betts jersey. So that's cool. We're trying to do that uh, before the postseason. We're really close. You guys have been great. Slow down a little bit. So let's pick it back up or else Doug is going to get whipped. Um, I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to that fool Neil. We got a Noise by Noel running the board, Twitter and Instagram. You're on, it's also Twitter, the same? Yeah, yeah at Noise by Noel. Uh, running the board today. We are Dodgers Nation on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you for the comments again, questions, all that kind of stuff. And we will see you on Tuesday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 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 I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. 
Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.